Our focus scripture this morning is from Isaiah 64, verse 1. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. Morning, everyone. Welcome to season of uh, Advent. Today, I wanted to talk on this Isaiah 64, verse 1. When I read this entire lament of Isaiah, this is written during the post-exilic period of Israelites. Their claim and accusation to God is that God is hiding. Why God? You are not showing up yourself. In the past, we have seen you being so dramatic, spectacular with your awesome deeds in delivering the Israelites from the hands of Egyptians. And even while they were in exile in Babylon, still they have experienced some of God's deeds. But now, in the post-exilic period, they feel the presence of God is not with them. So Isaiah is putting those accusations or saying that you're hiding in three ways. First, he says, tear open the heavens and come. Make your presence known. Just come down. And second one, he says, let the mountains quake. We know like when earthquakes or tremors happen, it is another significant sign of um, God's doing. So show your signs, quake the mountains with your presence. And third, he says, in the verse two it is there, it says, bring the fire down. So they're expecting some, some great, awesome uh, acts of God so that the adversaries or enemies could see and know that their God is so powerful and they're safe and secure in the hands of God. Maybe God is not showing up although he's present because their righteous deeds have become like a filthy garment, like a filthy um, cloth. So this is how God is being silent and hidden. That doesn't mean that God is absent. God wanted to reconstruct them from their beliefs and practices, which is making them to go other way than leaning and depending on God. This whole section of Isaiah 64 is a lament, which begins with confession and moves to a plea. Isaiah sees it as the acts of God has become like a past nostalgia that we can remember and say, God, you've done great in the past. And he presents the present situation in despair, a disappointment and sadness. But what is important here is, although he's presenting like that, we have to recollect the stories of the past and the present and use it as a source of future glory. There are hope lies. There are openness lies. If you ever played with small kids, hide and seek, you would know, give just less than five minutes 
and keep asking, where are you? I can't find you. Uh, something like that, if you keep saying, you see the little child waving his or her hand. It's an indication that I'm here. You know what? Children believe if he can't see you, you can't see him. If he can't see you, you can't see him. Similarly here, the Israelites are thinking, I'm not able to see the way I want it, so God is hidden. God is hiding. God is absent. That is not true. Because in the end verses of this chapter, if you see, Isaiah is making it as a plea against saying, we know we are wrong, we have sinned against you, but we are clay in your hands and you are our potter. We are children in your hands and you are our parent. So he's bringing that intimate and close and personal relationship with God as a parent and as a potter, which means we are in your hands as a mold where you can recreate us, reshape us, and you can just breathe into us that we can become alive in you and see uh, with the eyes, not, not through our eyes, but from the perspective of how God is seeing us. In these times of Advent means waiting, anticipating the coming of God in flesh, and we have termed it as sacred waiting. Sacred waiting invites preparation. How do we prepare, especially in these times of pandemic, when everything is so gloomy, when we are in this personal and lonely exile in despair and disappointments, when, not, when everything seems to be closing in. I wanted to um, speak a, a bit about this also, because in this uh, Advent season, especially in this COVID uh, situation all around the world, when I look at this plant, I know cactus as full of spines and no flowers at all. Since my childhood, my imagination, and practically I've seen them like that. I've never seen a cactus with um, flowers blooming like this. This is called a Christmas cactus. Very popular in Brazil, but this Christmas cactus particularly blooms in these dark times of the year. When we think of the cactus, it is mostly grown in the deserts. Surroundings, if you see the cactus, um, it is dry, it's full of stones, and this one has the spines. So it gives like a very like no forlorn, uh, maybe a dry, lost uh, a feeling when you see a cactus. It, it doesn't uh, bloom you or energize you or give you a positive vibe. Don't think I'm a botanist here <laughs> trying to describe about the plant. But interestingly, when the, the beauty of this plant in itself is it has this tube, tube structure where it sucks the water because the surface is round, so the water doesn't get evaporated. When you touch, when you touch that, uh, that spongy part, you know, it, although the spines are there, when you, uh, when you touch it, it is spongy, it is uh, gluey, it is like, no, packed with moisture, freshness, and green. Uh, 
you just can't imagine how fresh and tender it is inside. So sometimes when we look around the world, it is so deserted. We think, okay, this is how it is going to be. But think how God during this Advent is going to prepare us with his tender care and protection because holy or sacred waiting invites for a sacred focus, which means both you have to train your eyes and heart to on what you're waiting. It's not you're simply waiting for something ordinary or something casual or something Christmas is going to come so you get excited or celebrate, but rather you're waiting for God to break into our, our lives. So this, this plant, I was just thinking because it's Christmas season, I thought I just came across this um, um, Christmas cactus and know that although it is dry outside, it is so fresh and tender inside. So don't get gloomy or disappointed in these times. Know that God is working uh, patiently, eternally, tenderly to, to give that kind of joy and blessing for us during this season. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this uh, blessed season of Advent, once again reminding us of the season of giving, a season of joy, love, and sharing. As we have heard the word, Lord, although things seem to pull us down, disappoint us, but help us to once again refocus on you and wait up to see the glory of God coming in humility, coming to us in love, coming in us to be one of us. We pray that you would prepare each one of us to prepare our hearts and minds because as the word says, no eye has ever seen, no heart has ever perceived, or no ears have ever conceived but, but what God has prepared for those who wait upon them. So in this sacred waiting time, prepare us that we may, uh, in a way, experience your love and care in our lives. We also commit all those people who are sick and not well uh, in many ways. We pray that you be their comforter, healer, and give them that holistic presence and care in their lives. We commit the rest of the day into your loving hands. Go before us, bless us, watch over us. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.